Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, and check out the bradkerns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. Ben Franklin, the man back then, every single day, he asked himself, what good shall I do this day? And each evening, he asked, what good have I done today? Ever notice that after writing your thoughts, plans, and experiences, you feel clearer and more focused? Researchers call this writing to learn. It helps bring order and meaning to our experiences and becomes a potent tool for knowledge and discovery. Taking a walk refreshes the mind and body and increases creativity. In one study that lasted 12 years of adults over age 65, walking 15 minutes a day reduced mortality by 22%. Hey, how about a backwards commercial? Are you ready? So, go to OrganifiShop.com and enter the discount code BRAD for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I Shop.com. Why would I do something as silly as a backwards commercial? It's because I'm positive you have to try this stuff. Trust me, order some now. It's going to change your life. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement company. They're known for their greens. You take them when you travel, get all your nutrition. But I like their top secret, Organifi Gold, warm relaxation beverage. This is the single best tasting tea you will ever try in your life. So if you want something soothing, delicious, nutritious at the end of your busy, productive day, pour yourself a scoop of Organifi Gold. What's in there? Turmeric, the anti-inflammatory superstar is the base. And then, listen to this, smooth coconut milk, cinnamon, ginger, lemon balm, and two super mushrooms. It's legit. It's delicious. Check it all out at OrganifiShop.com. And don't forget to put in Brad for 20% off. Try Organifi Gold if you're not totally satisfied. Send it back to me and I'll keep it. Let's take a breather and learn about compound time. This is a concept conveyed in a brilliant article on TheMedium.com by Michael Simmons. I've talked about him before on the show. Nice job, lad. And this concept embodied by Warren Buffett. 
Albert Einstein in his day, and Oprah Winfrey. They all do this one thing outside of their to-do list every day. He's starting the article, uh, asking that question, why are there peak performers that keep going and making amazing breakthroughs while the rest of us struggle along, maybe plateau? And he uh, proposes that these top performers do something that's possibly counterintuitive. They slow down, work less, and invest in activities that have, quote, a longer-term payoff in greater knowledge, creativity, and energy. They take some chill time. They spend time organizing their to-do list, prioritizing all that great stuff. So the article is going to give you uh, an assortment of tips. Let's see. I know. Hang in there. Uh, five. You can handle uh, six tips. Come on. Not 27. It's six. But he's going to go through these wonderfully and give all these examples of peak performers uh, doing what he calls compound time. So it's the comparison to compound interest. So compound time builds. You spend one hour doing something highly productive and advocating for yourself, such as taking a nap and you get it returned in uh, droves, in uh, multiples. Uh, the nap thing for sure. I'm so big on that. I notice uh, at certain certain days at certain points in the afternoon where I'm losing my productivity, my focus, and my discipline to stay focused. So if I'm sitting there and somehow my browser and my mouse has drifted over to YouTube and I'm watching a very entertaining YouTube video instead of doing work, I realize I'm losing my edge, man. And when you do that, when you discover that, Close that lid, get up. If you can go take a nap, that's great. If you're in a, uh, a workplace situation, do something to uh, rejuvenate. It might be a five-minute walk around the office courtyard or down three flights of stairs and back up. I know you can do it. I know you have time. No excuses because if you're losing productivity, uh, everyone loses, right? So the first, number one on the list of how to... Uh, cash in on compound time. Michael Simmons article, medium.com. Keep a journal. Ben Franklin, the man back then, every single day, he asked himself, what good shall I do this day? And each evening, he asked, what good have I done today? Steve Jobs stood in front of the mirror every day and asked himself, if this were the last day of my life, how should I spend it? Uh, billionaires, media empire people like Ariana Huffington uh, report that they take a few minutes each morning to do the gratitude uh, exercise. Might be a gratitude journal, might be uh, a meditation or something. It's getting very, very popular. Must be something to it, huh, people? What are you grateful for right now? Pause the recording. Cough up a few. I'm grateful for you listening to the show. How about that for starters? You know what Oprah does at the start of the day? Uh, she opens up her gratitude journal and writes down five things she's thankful for. Yes, journaling can do many things outside the gratitude. Peter Drucker, legendary management consultant, whenever he makes a big decision, he writes down what he expects to happen and then several months later goes back and compares the results so he can learn from whatever it was, his hubris, his accuracy, things that work, things that didn't. Did you know that Leonardo da Vinci filled tens of thousands of pages with sketches and notes about his art, his inventions, his observations of the world, his ideas? Einstein filled 80,000 pages of notes in his lifetime. President John Adams took 50, kept 51 journals total 
total. I guess someone must have found those and uh, read through them to write a biography on John Adams, Wild Times. Uh, Michael Simmons asks, Ever notice that after writing your thoughts, plans, and experiences, you feel clearer and more focused? Researchers call this writing to learn. It helps bring order and meaning to our experiences and becomes a potent tool for knowledge and discovery. It augments our ability to think about complex topics that have dozens of interrelated parts because our brain by itself can only manage three complexities in any given moment. Interesting. And this is hyperlinked so you can read the research about this. So if you're writing a journal and going through one complex thought to the next and putting them all together in a chain, you can sit back take a look at it, see the patterns emerge. Uh, One example that I have is my uh, exercise log. So I've kept this log of my workouts uh, dating back to when I was a teenager running in high school. And yeah, you don't want to get all uh, wedded to the journal and be a slave to your training log going out there to try to put up numbers and feel like you're being consistent. That's a horrible mistake that a lot of athletes are guilty of is having the ego involved. Uh, this is sort of, for me, uh, uh, my discipline is to make it an after-the-fact observation that didn't inform my decision. It just recorded the results. And it's really great because I can look back uh, over a pattern, let's say, in a month's time. I usually summarize at the end of the month uh, how many hours of cardiovascular activity did I deliver? How many high intensity workouts did I perform? What were some of the highlights, you know, some of the best things I did in the month? uh, And what are some totals in comparison to my historical average? And one thing I discovered, I think I talked about this on a recent show was I was feeling so great early in the summer of 2019, slamming these awesome high intensity strength training sessions and sprint workouts. And I talked about uh, modifying my approach to high intensity workouts, the high intensity repeat training concept uh, promoted by Dr. Craig Marker and how it transformed my approach to my sprint workouts such that I could perform some really high quality sessions and recover much faster than I had for many, many years because my workouts were slightly too stressful. My sprints were too long in duration. And in particular, the uh, recovery time was too short. So I felt great doing it. I was jacked up. I was pumped up. And then uh, the next 24, 48 hours, I was really feeling it. So by uh, lengthening the rest period, I was able to maintain high quality. And so I'm uh, taking notes about these great sprint workouts, going out there two or three days later and doing another one, going out and doing another one, where typically for the previous, what, 13 years, I would usually get in one sprint workout every seven to 10 days. That's why Mark Sisson and I recommend exactly that in the Primal Blueprint, that these things are tough, take a while to recover. All of a sudden, I'm a superstar. What the heck's going on? And I'll tell you what the heck went on was... I felt so great, got so pumped up that I ended up hitting the um, the breaking point and I kind of fell apart and developed a digestive ailment of unknown uh, specificity. But a lot of times the digestive system is the first thing to go. I remember that happening to me frequently when I was training uh, on the triathlon circuit and putting in many, many hours a day. You just start to feel funny in your digestive tract. And that's just a breakdown of your uh, immune system, your resiliency uh, as uh, caused by overtraining patterns. And then you start to uh, have difficulty uh, digesting and assimilating nutrients and recovering. So my uh, enthusiasm uh, cost me about a month of quality exercise because I was recovering for a long time. 
And boy, oh boy, when I whipped out that training journal back to the topic at hand, I could see everything playing out. Like, what a ridiculous uh, a pattern that happened. I think I did seven high-intensity workouts in 11 days and didn't even realize it. Uh, thanks to the, the journal, I could uh, slap myself in the face and get refocused. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near infrared for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, 
first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Okay, so number one is keep a journal. Number two, take a nap when you need one. Naps can dramatically increase learning, memory, awareness, creativity, and productivity. There's a book called Take a Nap, Change Your Life by nap researcher Sarah Mednick. She's now based at UC San Diego and I believe UC Riverside, Harvard-trained napping expert. I love the stuff that she talks about in her book, Take a Nap, Change Your Life. Uh, Pulling from a decade of experiments, Mednick boldly states, that with naps of an hour to an hour and a half, you get close to the same benefits in learning consolidation that you would from a full eight hours night's sleep. People who study in the morning do 30% better on an evening test if they had taken an hour-long nap than if they don't. I talk about this subject with so many people. I'm doing my own little research project. Hey, you take naps ever? And I find that most uh, adults just don't. They don't have time. They offer up an excuse like, no, nah, not at my, the nature of my job, my workplace, whatever. It doesn't lend itself to it. Uh, I never need one. On and on we go. I don't want to mess up my evening sleep, which is a concept that's uh, widely held. Uh, but Dr. Mednick uh, destroys this in her book. She says, if you have insomnia or trouble sleeping in the evening, uh, a nap might just optimize your sleep and your ability to fall asleep because you're not in that zombie mode or that stress hormone production coming from an overly stressful day. You didn't take that break in the afternoon and then you lay down to sleep and it's hard to uh, unwind from the uh, high stress mode that you've been operating in. So she says taking a nap absolutely will not uh, compromise your evening sleep patterns. Now, 60 to 90 minutes, that's a huge ask. I don't think there's too many people out there uh, that can uh, donate that uh, to their busy daily schedule. Uh, I certainly did when I was racing. My typical nap period was uh, between an hour and a half and two hours. Almost every afternoon, uh, you know, five or six days a week, I was down for my nap. It was part of my day. It was part of my life. And without it, I could not have trained at the uh, the level that I did. So it was precious to me. So today in uh, normal life, my policy is to take a nap when I feel like I need one. And it used to be uh, quite frequently, maybe five days a week. Now it's probably three or four. But they're definitely uh, associated with uh, workout energy output. So when I've had a good workout, I really love the idea of pairing that with a nap at some point. On occasion, I'm all intuitive here, man. It's not, uh, not a robot. But on occasion, I will come home from a sprint workout and just lie down in the sun for like five or six or seven minutes 
And I feel like it has a huge impact on my ability to recover and pop up and feel good for the rest of the day rather than uh, carry that fatigue along. But definitely pairing, uh, let's say, a Saturday morning high-intensity workout. I like to go sprint on Saturday morning while Mia Moore goes to her hard class at the gym. Then we meet up after and nap time after uh, a busy work week. Monday through Friday, the weekend comes, fit a nap in. Oh, boy, it will change your life. And all these people throughout history are so big time on the napping. we got to talk about Albert Einstein because uh, every day he'd come home from his office in Princeton, New Jersey, have lunch, take a nap, wake up with a cup of tea to start the afternoon. Thomas Edison napped for up to three hours per day. He also didn't sleep much at night if you look into that crazy stuff. He was like this uh, multi-phasic sleeper, polyphasic sleeper. Winston Churchill, you've probably heard about him and his... Uh, a fixture in the napping scene, uh, non-negotiable. Everything had to stop. The world had to stop. The One of the world leaders for his afternoon nap. John F. Kennedy took a one to two hour nap in the afternoon. Uh, da Vinci was known to take up to a dozen 10-minute naps per day. Napoleon, Ronald Reagan, Lyndon Johnson, John Rockefeller, Margaret Thatcher, Arnold Schwarzenegger every afternoon, and Bill Clinton for 15 to 60 minutes a day, all reported highly touted nappers. How cool is that? And again, if you can only get 10 minutes and you have to go to your vehicle in the parking lot or a park bench and just sit outside, and even if you're not inclined to try to fall asleep, I always fall asleep on my naps and I wake up feeling like it's morning. I feel fantastic, but I've had to build this skill. I put on the Rainfall app on my phone and I do these sort of ritual exercises to get my uh, my brain in the napping mood, but especially developing the ability to just unplug and realize it's okay that the world's not going to stop if you go take a nap. That's a great skill because you're, you're tapping into that at other times in life too, such as when you're going out to dinner in a social setting and you flip your phone face down and you realize that you're allowed to unplug and just stay focused on the moment. So I think napping has uh, all peripheral benefits too, besides just getting that rest at that time, getting good at unplugging. Hack number three, 15 minutes of walking per day can do wonders. There's some interesting research that we put in the Keto for Life book about walking and how it enhances brain function, immune function, fat metabolism, to the extent that we're so accustomed to uh, counting our calories burned at these intense workouts and thinking that's going to make the huge dent uh, in a body fat goal. And it's not really true. Uh, there's a concept called the compensation theory. I've talked about it on other shows where if you perform a high energy output workout, your body has assorted ways to compensate, to get you back to a break even rather than this awesome caloric deficit that you achieve so you'll burn off extra body fat. So if you wake up at 6 a.m. and get your butt over to that spin class and burn 650 calories in a 40-minute spin class, I used to work for spinning and they did research and found out how many calories you're burning off during spin class, guess what? You have an increased likelihood over the course of the day to consume around that many additional calories uh, 
more than you might on a, a day where you don't exercise. And it's the compensation theory of restoring and replenishing, especially when you do a depleting workout, like a high stress workout, or you work out in a chronic pattern, uh, the appetite hormones, the brain gets the message to uh, restore and rejuvenate energy. It's sort of a fight or flight response, if you can uh, imagine, where uh, depleting our, our cellular energy, depleting our muscle glycogen is an alarm system for the body because it could be life or death in primal times. If you run out of energy, oh my gosh, you're going to be triggered to restock and refuel the tank. So the high-intensity sessions, the, the big-time stuff that you probably write into your exercise log is not as important as just leading a more generally active daily lifestyle. When you sit, when you are still for as short as 20 minutes, you will have a measurable deficit in fat metabolism. You will have a measurable deficit in brain function, in oxygen and brain circula uh, blood circulation in the brain. So keeping moving and uh, going for that walk, lots of support for that from the big shots of life, including Charles Darwin took two walks daily, one at noon, one at 4 p.m. Beethoven took a long walk with his pencil and a sheet of music paper if something clicked in for him. Uh, Nietzsche said, quote, it is only ideas gained from walking that have any worth. Wow, that's pretty hardcore. Huh, okay. Um, Gandhi took a long walk every day. You know, the Twitter guy, Jack Dorsey, he's uh, considered a little bit of a goofball. He's been on some podcasts and talking about his alternative lifestyle habits that the mainstream media loves to get fascinated about and uh, position him as a freak. He does his cold exposure every day, and he walks to work. He walks to Twitter five miles every morning. Uh, without, apparently without a phone. I think he said that on some of his podcasts where he's just walking, soaking in the city, I believe San Francisco. Yeah, so there's a walker right there running the operation, uh, changing tech culture. Steve Jobs took a long walk when it was time to have a serious talk and on and on, Aristotle, uh, Winston Churchill. So gosh, Churchill had his uh, walking going and also his napping. Uh, but I thought he was a big, uh, out-of-shape guy. It was his caricature. I uh, can't remember. But anyway, at least he had some things going for him. Here is the scientific data to prove what these geniuses intuited. Taking a walk refreshes the mind and body and increases creativity. In one study that lasted 12 years of adults over age 65, walking 15 minutes a day reduced mortality by 22%. Now we get to number four. Can you memorize what the first three were? Yes, keep a journal, take naps, take a 15-minute walk per day at least. And number four, reading is one of the most beneficial activities we can invest in. Oh, I'd have to agree. And I'm so uh, behind on my reading. I feel sad about it. I get tired at night after a long, busy day. Granted, I read a lot during the day for my job. Uh, but if you can find a little bit of time to crack open a book, not the cheesy, sleazy clickbait that we're all accustomed to wasting time reading, but something of real value. Yeah. Again, Churchill was big time reading for several hours a day. Warren Buffett reading for huge chunks of time uh, every single day. Bill Gates 
books, he claims, is the uh, number one favorite learning medium of Mr. Tech Guy. Interesting, huh? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, JFK were all voracious readers. Theodore Roosevelt read one book a day when he was busy and two or three books a day when he had more free time. Uh, Mark Cuban uh, claims to read three hours a day. That's the Shark Tank guy, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, swashbuckle and cool reality TV dude, reading, building his skills, and uh, again, going for that compound time. So yeah, reading books takes a while. Let's say you spend five hours reading books. I can uh, list on my uh, many hands and toes the books that have changed my life. So imagine if I uh, donated, what, five or six hours to read uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Go listen to the podcast if you don't have time to read it. Uh, Life-changing from Dr. John Gray, uh, the number one best-selling relationship author of all time. Uh, popular New Age author Dan Millman wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior back in the mid to late 80s. I picked up that book at the recommendation of my friend Johnny G, read it, Absolutely life-changing. I've read it no less than 15 times. I read it once a year for years and years after that. Highly recommend it. So think about that. And you know what? You're allowed to bail out. I'm going to give you that. Uh, if the book's not doing it for you or the point has been made in the early pages, which is oftentimes the case, and you're getting it, you got it, it's in your head, you got another big stack of books to read, uh, try to be uh, selective and make the most of your time. And of course, uh, fiction has many other uh, benefits, uh, especially the unwinding benefits. So the sleep experts recommend in the evening hours that you read uh, pleasure fiction rather than uh, nonfiction or news or current events, because those will have a different impact on your brain. The fiction will bring you down, make you sleepy, have a smooth transition right into a good night's sleep. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at Primal Health 
fitnesscoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep, and supplements, and you can experiment, consult, and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending BRAD podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com slash Brad or use the code Brad20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com slash Brad. Oprah Winfrey credits books for much of her success. Elon Musk read two books per day when he was younger. Mark Zuckerberg reads books on a regular basis. Jeff Bezos read hundreds of science fiction novels by the time he was 13. And what's the direct application to all that and succeeding in business? Well, we, we try to draw these linear lines all the time, but I think when you develop these skills of critical thinking and problem solving, you can access those in any direction. You can take art history as a college major and go right into the tech scene and start uh, applying the same sort of general brain skills to many other goals. So it doesn't have to be a book that's going to change your life right away. Uh, it might just be a pleasure read, but yeah, build your reading skills, build your comprehension skills. Wonderful. Okay. I mean, here's me saying this where in high school, I barely paid attention. I went to this crazy public high school in Los Angeles. There was a way to get through high school with very, very minimal effort. And somehow I was drawn, magnetized to that. Unlike some of my more studious friends who would take the proper classes, sit in the front row and actually learn chemistry. And most of my time in high school was spent reading the sports page. But I read that thing from cover to cover. So I was an, had an encyclopedic knowledge about all manner of sports. And this served me in many different ways, way outside the realm of sports because it was just that that passion, that enthusiasm, that reading comprehension, uh, memorizing facts, organizing disparate pieces of knowledge. Yeah, so it just happened to be in the sports page. Go figure. Instead of the classic novels of our time that uh, now I'm kind of embarrassed to say uh, I didn't really get to in high school. Everyone's like, what? You didn't read Grapes of Wrath? I'm like, Grapes of what? <sighs> okay, so number five, conversation connection can lead to surprising breakthroughs. Uh, here's a quote from author and essayist Joshua Schenk. He says, the foundation of creativity is social, not individual. 
And he has a book called The Powers of Two, Finding the Essence of Innovation in Creative Pairs, and talking about how many uh, great innovators uh, did so with uh, partners or people to bounce things off of, sometimes of disparate points of view, who was the executive that was famous for hiring uh, disparate voices rather than uh, yes people. Maybe it was Steve Jobs. He's listed in here also. So many examples of Batman and Robin people who shared ideas, shared their work. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, the great authors, uh, set aside Mondays to meet at a pub and talk about their work. Remember Crick and Watson, the co-discoverers of DNA, great scientists? They battled ideas back and forth relentlessly, uh, both in their shared office and during daily lunches. If Crick, uh, Crick presented a flawed idea, quote, Watson would tell me in no uncertain terms that this was nonsense and vice versa. Andy Warhol and Pat Hackett took two hours every morning to recount the previous day's artistic activities in detail. Oh, on and on. Cool stuff. Find some time to connect. Put those phones down. Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Harvey Firestone, and John Burroughs were... Some cool dudes that hung out a lot together. Maybe you recognize some of those last names from the automotive industry. They took road trips each summer, camping, climbing, and sitting around the campfire discussing the various scientific and business ventures and debating the pressing issues of the day. Oh my gosh, I lost art today. Really miss that stuff. Even in my own life with my buddies and all the time we spent when we were young, I can recall in high school and college when there were no screens in front of our faces constantly, we spent hours and hours talking. Yeah, okay, try to find a way to get back to that. And finally, we get to number six. Success is a direct result of the number of experiments you perform. And uh, going hand in hand with that is the idea that failing is okay. Failing is pushing you forward. Dave Rossi, remember I did that show with him. Go back and listen to it. He's a uh, leadership seminar expert. And I remember he got face-to-face with me one-on-one. This was uh, during his weekend retreat, but we were just casually talking at lunch. And he was processing me about my fears and redirecting my fears to uh, my passion and purpose. Remember those great insights from the Dave Rossi show. And somehow he got me down, pinned me to the corner and and said, um, oh, I was afraid of failing. And he says, what about this? What about that? And I said, well, what if I fail? And he goes, tell me any, a time in your life when you've ever failed. Uh, well, oh, uh, well, that, uh, oh, yeah, that led to that. Uh, that led to that. That quote unquote failure led to that. And how can you call these failures? It was your destiny. It was your path. And maybe it wasn't uh, pleasant, enjoyable, or successful by conventional standards. But everything we've been through uh, led us to where we are today. So you can't really call it a failure. You can if you want and get stuck in a rut of uh, negative mindset. But there's another way and uh, doing these experiments. Who does that? Who's big on that? Jeff Bezos, Mr. Rich Guy, huh? That was a pretty heavy stat that we heard during the uh, presidential debates that the three richest people in America have more wealth than uh, the bottom 50%. It's pretty crazy. I think it's Bezos, Buffett, and Bill Gates or something. Might be wrong, but the concentration of wealth is pretty stunning. Uh, what is it? The top 1%, the 1%, so to speak, have more wealth than the bottom 90%. 
Hey, I probably need a fact check on this show. That reminds me to give a plug for this uh, great podcast I recently discovered from Dax Shepard. You know, the actor, funny guy, uh, best known by me anyway for his amazing role in the classic movie Idiocracy. But he's done uh, many more great things. But he started this podcast and it's been uh, critically acclaimed. talks to a lot of Hollywood celebrities. And uh, it's called Armchair Expert because he professes to be an expert on all this stuff. And then the last several minutes of the show are dedicated to he and his assistant going through all the stuff he spouted in the show and uh, finding out, researching for the accuracy and uh, correcting things. <laughs> Pretty funny. Armchair expert, Dax Shepard. Good podcast. Uh, and Dax, tell your listeners to come listen to Get Over Yourself, too. He's really on that wavelength. Love that guy. He's a recovering addict. He talks about his sobriety and his uh, vulnerability. He had Brene Brown on there, hitting some really important talking points while being super funny. So, uh, what a great thing to aspire to, huh? So yeah, Bezos, uh, it's all about at Amazon is performing experiments. He says our success is am at Amazon is a function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. And continuing Bezos, uh, his business philosophy, uh, given a 10% chance of a hundred times payoff. You should take that bet every time, but you're still going to be wrong nine times out of 10. How about the Mark Sisson interview? The ultimate Mark Sisson interview, one of the early shows on the Get Over Yourself podcast channel. He was talking about his entrepreneurial journey and his uh, foundational belief that all you need is one home run and then you make up for all the fits and starts and business failures and struggles because you keep swinging for the fences. We all know that if you swing for the fences, this is now uh, uh, the author of the article, Michael Simmons, opining. If you swing for the fences, you're going to strike out a lot, but you're also going to hit some home runs. The difference between baseball and business is that baseball has a truncated outcome distribution. When you swing, no matter how well you connect with the ball, the most runs you get is uh, four if there's people on base. In business, every once in a while, you step up to the plate and you can score a thousand runs. Oh, excuse me, that was a quote from Bezos. So obviously they tried a lot of stuff at Amazon, did some crazy stuff, and here they are taking over the world for better or for worse. Huge success. Same with Edison. He had 50,000 botched experiments before he invented the alkaline storage cell battery, and he had 9,000 failed experiments before he perfected the light bulb. So whatever that means for you, obviously you're not in a, most of us are not in a uh, scientific laboratory performing experiments, but there's so many other ways to uh, interpret this and take some chances in life, do some new stuff, try some new things out, see what happens, realize that uh, big success can come when you take the big risks and manage your risk accordingly. See where it takes you, huh? Stand-up comics are notorious for this. Most of us audience members don't even realize this, but when a comic is putting together their bit their routine that's going to be on the HBO special, they prepare for months and months and test it out on small, obscure audiences all over the place. They'll just pop randomly into uh, uh, comedy clubs or nightclubs to try out their material. Uh, famous uh, comedy store in L.A., is known for just having uh, a big-time guy will just show up and take the mic one night. You'll get lucky, and you'll hear Adam Sandler working at his new stuff. Uh, Chris Rock is mentioned in this article. I just heard Kevin Hart on the Joe Rogan podcast talk about uh, hitting the road and going to these random small clubs in Denver or Atlanta, uh, working on his stuff, seeing what works and what doesn't, and then piecing together the masterful 
uh, hour-long comedy special that's ready for prime time. So experimenting, failing, assessing, moving on even works in comedy as well as for Jeff Bezos uh, having Amazon take over the world. Ralph Waldo Emerson, no less than Wal Ralph Waldo Emerson said, quote, all life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. So we have your taking a nap. Oh, excuse me, keeping a journal, taking a nap, taking a 15-minute walk per day, reading to expand your knowledge, getting a partner in conversation, socializing, connecting to be more creative, and then finally, feel free to experiment. You're putting it all together. You're getting compounded time. In a world where frantic work is the focus, top performers should focus deliberately on learning and rest. Slow down, work less, learn more, and think long term. Great finish, great article. Take some time every day. Devote it to the nap, the walk, reading the book, having a conversation. And author Michael Simmons says, you may doubt yourself, feel guilty, or even worry that you're wasting time. You're not. Step away from your to-do list just for an hour and invest in your future. This approach has worked for some of the world's greatest minds, and it can work for you, too. Thank you for listening to this show. Hey, this counts. This counts, right? You took a half an hour out to listen to the breather. Good job. Put it to work. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it. Let's talk about probiotics from Integro Health. Do you want me to sing the messages? Nah. But probiotics are an extremely important concept. Hopefully you're all in on the values, the benefits of nourishing a healthy gut microbiome so you can flourish in life. And that's the name of Integro's product, Flourish, a unique, extremely potent living liquid probiotic. Yes, it's liquid form. How is it different from other probiotics we usually see in pills? This is the message from Integro. Microbes continue to thrive and metabolize in their own milieu. Do you like when companies use the word milieu to describe their product? I do. These include short-chain fatty acids, bioactive peptides, amino acids, enzymes, and minerals. The liquid base makes it acid-stable, so microbes can survive the stomach environment and transit to the lower GI tract for integration to give you a healthy gut microbiome. There's 11 different strains in this thing, carefully hand-cultivated in the laboratory with precision to deliver 8 billion total CFU. Why take probiotics? Come on, you have to ask. 
It's going to strengthen your immune function, reduce systemic inflammation, the root cause of all disease, improve digestion, promote bowel regularity, relieve gas and bloating, get you going again after illness or antibiotic use. That's me because I first got this shipment the very day I returned home from a Mexican vacation and had a stomach illness once again. What a bummer. So sad because I love going down south but I needed to repair and return to action quickly. So I started guzzling this stuff and had a wonderful return to health. I'm a very enthusiastic user and will be over the long run because I need all the help I can get. I don't know about you when we're talking about our routine usage of antibiotics, the stress we put on our system and in the environment every single day. I especially notice my gut health is compromised when I engage in overly intensive athletic training, have trouble recovering, my gut is the first thing to go. So this is my go-to product, the Flourish Probiotic in liquid form. Try it yourself. I love the delicious root beer float flavor. Just kidding, man. This stuff is no funny business. This is the real deal. It's very potent. It tastes fine. It goes down okay, but no root beer float flavor. Sorry. Take it. You'll love it. Go look at IntegroHealth.com for more information and to order shipped directly to your door in its unique liquid form. Flourish!